Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to The Shift the podcast that aims to tell the no-holds-barred truth about being a woman post-40. Created and hosted by me, journalist and author, Sam Baker. This week's guest is so effortlessly chic, even when she got up at 6am to get the Eurostar, she still makes me feel a little bit not worthy. Caroline de Maigre is a producer, model, author, Instagram legend, and still, at the ripe old age of 45, a face of Chanel. There are styles that I can't get away with anymore. Not because of my age, it's just because my face and my body, it just doesn't look good anymore. Yep, even fashion icons age. And as if to prove it, Caroline has co-written a book, Older But Better, But Older. This on for Caroline's tips on loving your style post 40, even when it doesn't love you. Whether it's tougher to age if your face has always been your fortune, and why she thinks age is no excuse for anything. So there. I'm here in Brown's Hotel in central London to meet the French model and producer, Caroline de Maigret. Lovely to meet you. Thanks for having me. Tell us a bit about what prompted older, but better, but older. I think time (laughs) prompted it. (laughs) You know, I'm 44 years old. So it's still very young. It's not very old. It's still very young. But I still wanted to tell what it is to grow up. Little by little, you know, you're living your life and some surprises come along the road. (laughs) (laughs) People react to you differently. Society does it. And also your face changes without you asking for anything. (laughs) And little by little, you understand you're not part of the youth club anymore. You know, it's, you're not expecting it. But you'll have, for example, a girl who I met in a dinner who's telling me that she really likes me and that I'm an inspiration for her and that she really wants to look like me when she's old, you know, <laughs> while she's only 32. And I'm like, well, we're the same. You know, I have friends from all kinds of ages, it's just a number what, what I'm interested in it is your mind. So it's all these kind of things. Or, you know, one day I went to the dermatologist to check out my beauty molds. And so she checked them and right away after she's like, but what are we going to do with your face? You know, it's all those little details in life. Just completely unprompted. Like you yeah. Were... yeah, she went from a medical appointment to an aesthetical appointment, which I found a bit rude and even yeah. a bit violent. In a way, because yeah. um, that's not where I wanted her to go. 
And I think you can get this knowledge from someone if you ask about it. Yeah. But for someone to bring it to your face, I think it's, it's a bit it's odd. really not like you need it. You know, it's putting a bomb into your brain and say, hey, yeah. you know. And so that you can start thinking about it when you look at yourself in the mirror. It's like somebody standing on your shoulder going, oh, you need to do something about that. Yeah. Which don't. is strange from a doctor. Very. And I'm I was angry smart. as well for all the other women that she did it to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So she's, but yeah, it's not special to you, is it? Yeah. What are the other ways that you felt that you've been treated differently? No, it's, you know, when people start to call you madame or all these things when, when you, you understand that things are not the same way as they used to be. Yet I'm still young and I understand it. So we wanted to, to narrate this in a, in a fun way, in, mm. in a way where we make fun of ourselves and our, of our fears and anxieties and how, you know, you go through them and learn how to live with them instead of living against them. And, and, you know, and to digest them and, and to understand that's just, it's life, you have no choice. So let's, yeah, let's just try to make it okay. It's a lot better than the alternative, let's face well, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sure. I kind of feel that quite a lot. And I have spent a fair amount of time moaning about it. And then I just thought, hang on a minute, hang on. Because I'm okay. you're here, you're healthy, yeah. My waist is not where it used to be, annoyingly, but doesn't really matter no it doesn't really matter and that's what's the nice thing you're aging understanding what matters or not mm. so it does help you to age in a easier way because you, you you learn you know how to focus on on other things that are more important than looking at yourself in the mirror and in the book you say you love where your brain is at where your head is at as you get older but the physical side of it, not so much. <laughs> what are the main changes that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, the fact that your skin is not that much elastic anymore. <laughs> the fact that there are some more mornings where, you know, they're not equal. <laughs> 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 which, which it used to be. You and know, the pillow crease. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, when you wake up with a pillow crease and, and then... You know, a week later, it's still there. And you understand it's just a new wrinkle. <laughs> That's oh. not fun. You know, the weight that gets harder to lose, all this. But yeah, I mean, you get used to it. It's just the first time of everything that, mm. that you have to get used to. You know, the first white hair, the first white pubic hair. Yeah. First, uh, all these things. Yeah, it's just the surprises. On the subject of white hairs... Do you ever pull them out or do you leave them be? Known. I, I dye them. You dye them. <laughs> you know, I told my colorist a few years ago and I told him I had my first wet hair and that I took it out, of course, immediately. And he's like, no way, don't do mm. that. The, the quality of hair that's growing behind is so thick. Yeah, why? He's like, it's going to look like a wig hair, kind of. And he says to dye, it's a nightmare because it, it gives it a texture that's different. So he explained me I shouldn't do that. So no, I dive them. I'm not ready. You know, I, I think I'm just trying to find reasons for myself to to make yeah. it last longer and to still dive them for a while. Also, you've got to hope you're going to be one of those women, which you probably will be, who has that fabulous kind of silvery grey, you know, long silvery grey hair as opposed to wiry grey. My mom dyes her hair, so I can't take her as a... 
inspiration, but when I see my, my grandmothers, none of them were white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's fine, it's fine. I think you just have to get used to things. You've been modeling since you're 20 and you're prominent and you've got 870,000 followers on Instagram. Do you feel a pressure to kind of look a certain way or kind of keep up appearances? You know, I've had the chance to make my career upon authenticity mm. and also on flows. Oh, yeah, flows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've always been okay with them. So the fact that people still take pictures of me, it does help for now. It does mm. help where you're like, okay, it's not that bad yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So actually, it's more of a help than, than the opposite. And the... People that follow me, you know, they've decided to choose to follow me. So mm. it's uh, they know where they're putting their feet, which is not perfection, that's for sure. One of the things, um, I'm, I'm writing a book about this subject, and one of the things lots of people have said to me is, you know, you can't be what you can't see, and they don't feel like there are a lot of women of your age and my age in the public eye that they can kind of think, you know, yeah, it's still, it's still going to be fine. Do you feel like represented in the fashion and media industries? I think it's getting better and better. I have to say that, at least as a French person, I've always had the chance to, you know, to look up to icons and role models that always help me to age and understand that, you know, it's okay. Like, I don't know, Simone de Beauvoir, Marguerite Duras, Agnès Varda... Mm. Or even Charlotte Rampling or, you know, who's mm. English as well. Yeah. You know, there, there are icons that help you to understand that there is more than, than physics. I've understood also a long time ago that the fashion icons were never the most beautiful ones. They mm. were the wittiest ones. They were the intellectual ones. They were, you know, the funniest ones, but never the most yeah. good looking ones. So... You know, when, when you understand all this, I think um, it's okay. And, and regarding fashion, I think, you know, society is evolving. There's still a lot of things to do, but I think mm. it bites its own tail in a way that... Do you say that in English? Bites Some, its own tail? No. I, no, you I know what you that. mean. No, what do, what do we say? Um, <laughs> like a mean? vicious circle in a way, yes, like a, an yes, endless circle or something. Circle, yes. But um, when I was modeling in the 90s, women were not ready to see themselves into older women or women of no. their age. I mean, you know, you were yeah, a fashion it was all director. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and also, you know, you, you appealed to, you know, have fashion. It looked cooler on a younger girl. Mm. And, if, and you might have found it cheesy at the time in the 90s when it was on an older woman or something. I think we were not ready yet, but maybe because society wasn't proposing it as well. You know, you yeah. educate people yeah, into tastes and, and things. Yeah, But I sometimes it doesn't make you dream. No, when I was editing magazines, people would say, oh, why don't you put real people on the cover? This would have been back in the 90s and noughties. And then you did put somebody who looked more real on the cover and then it wouldn't sell. Mm. Whereas now, that's exactly what's, what's working. You mm -hmm. know, different, you know, Billy Porter on Allure and... Celeste Barbaron in style and those things are really they're interesting now yeah I think um, I think 
now you know it's more the time where you know people indulge themselves into a better you know understanding of of who they are and and wanting to yeah to know stories and have people that carry stories with them of life and 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 yeah and change things for the better do you feel like you are treated differently to men of your age I feel there's some men that would have flirted with me before that don't look at me anymore. It's their loss. <laughs> no, but I, I, I understand. But I, I feel more, um, yeah, invisible to some of them. But it's still, I mean, I'm still, you know, lucky and, and, and young anyway. And so, but, but, but I do feel a change of, of the invisibility. Yeah, and if even you do, oh, what hope is there for the rest of us, <laughs> frankly? No, there is, there is, because it's just not the the good ones, you know. Yeah, the whole the whole thing with um, the whole men silver fox thing as well, isn't there? Oh uh, like, yeah, in the book. Because I'm fifty three, and I definitely feel like men of my age are really the, in their prime, you know. And you're like, and I'm like, oh, should I dye my hair? You know, do I need to pretend to be younger? I mean, I don't pretend to be younger, but that I don't feel like that pressure is on men in the same way. Well, you know, it's easier to age when society tells you that it's nice to have prime hair mm. and that um, a belly is cute, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, whatever it is. You know, it is, it's not whoever, you know. You, it is funny that society put that into all of our minds, you know. Because why would that be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dad bod, it's cute. Mum yeah. bod. <laughs> so it is a pressure for women. But I think all this is, is changing, I think. It's definitely getting better. I mean, in, in this country, there's a real... I think there's a movement towards women of, in their 40s and 50s starting to talk about ageing uh, in an accepting way and actually and in a... We're not going to be invisible, so get used to it. Hmm. But also, the, and talking about menopause and making people talk about menopause, how is that in France? Well, I'm not there yet. No, you're not. Um, well, maybe. I mean, I, I won't know. tell you. Mine's I mean, every time really I'm young. hot, I'm like, oh, is it it? <laughs> <laughs> you'll know. You'll say no. Okay. It's not just the heat. Don't worry. <laughs> it's the anxiety. But I won't. I won't depress you. Just carry on. <laughs> uh, oh God. <laughs> Is it swept under the carpet, or is it something pe that people are starting to talk about? No, I think it's. I I think we know about it, and I think it's quite honest about it. And I think actually, that's also why we wrote this book is because this is more notorious because you you learn about it at school, uh, you know, in well, biology. Menopause. Yeah, but in biology class, oh, amazing. We didn't learn anything. Oh yeah, no, we learned this at school, so. Yeah, I think you're more aware of all this rather than the, the way of growing up, you know, and becoming an adult is less known. That's why I kind of wanted to nail that oh, little yeah. moment where yeah. you're an adult forever now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pretend you're not grown up anymore. Exactly. Well, you can, but you can't really. Yeah, but you're allowed to be 18 in your head forever. Yeah, totally. What's your, on that note, what's your emotional age? 32. 
<laughs> I thought about That's it. It's really specific. You have thought about it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's being a woman, um, having the knowledge, yet feeling still young, and which I am. I know I am. Yeah. You know, but yeah, 32. I guess it's the age I want to be. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I wouldn't want to... I know everybody always says it, but I wouldn't want to go back to my 20s. No, me but neither. yeah, kind of like mid-30s, is, that was good. I mean, there is no age I want to be else than the one I am right now. Like, But I would love to go back to 18 with my mind of now. With yes, the serenity yeah, yeah. and the knowledge I have now. That would yeah. be like, whoa. That would be perfect. That would be amazing. Yeah, you'd be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but to have gone through everything that you've been through. Because so I think that's one of the things that we don't really credit old, well, older people, but particularly older women with, is the stuff you've lived through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the stuff that we've survived and um, how that shapes you yeah. in your decision making mm-hmm. and, and to a certain extent your face. And, and I wouldn't want to lose that, really. Oh, no. I mean, it's too good. The serenity it brings... To understand your anxieties, to feel them coming and try to live with them and avoid those moments, even though you're still going through them, but to be a bit more gentle on it, you know, and yeah, all this is, you know, it it feels great. You mentioned right at the beginning the dermatologist. Have you dabbled with Botox and injectables? Yeah, I haven't gone there yet. And... And I'm looking at everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for the magic swan that's going to be, you know, like just me 10 years ago. Yeah. I, 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 I really dislike the idea of transformation. Mm. I don't, I don't want to look like anyone else than who I am. Or that kind of slightly alien effect of foreheads that don't move. Yeah, I mean, which is fine, you know, is everyone finds their peace wherever they find it. And I know that's not mine. That's not where I want to go. But, but yet, yet, I would love to do it. The thing is, we're not all equal in aging. You know, mm. and, and on some, it's amazing uh, to have fillers and, or, or surgery or whatever. On, on some, I like it less. Uh, and I don't know in the lottery mm. what it's going to look on me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not ready to get the ticket yet. There's so uh, there's a great quote in the book, a Chanel quote, where um, she says, it, "I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember it." But you're basically you have genes give you the face you have at 20, and you earn the face that you have at 50. Yeah, the one you deserve. Yeah, yeah, the face you deserve, yeah. and even more so when you're 70 or 80. But it's almost like when people have women have a lot of work and I kind of I think it's entirely up to them but then they lose that that kind of mobility and experience in their face yeah but if you can't look at yourself no you know if Mm. that helps to like yourself better I understand Mm. it yeah I understand it and you know I think it's more about you know trying to search for happiness somewhere else, maybe sometimes. Sometimes you try to put excuses on things. On, like age is an excuse for things. Yeah. For not having the life you want and, and the projections you want. So you, you're going to put age instead of trying to find the right reasons. And I think that's more the key. But I understand 
You know, if it goes through your yeah. face, it goes through your face. It's just happiness is a hard work. Very. You know, yeah. and and it's. I think it's a, yeah, it's a it's a process, and you have to always kind of like give your wake up calls and. One of the things that um, has really come through when I've been speaking to women is how much change is kind of built into being a woman. You know, you have puberty, you have a, if you have children, you have a child, then, then you hit menopause and your body changes again. And that maybe that isn't built into men in, in the same way. A lot of women have said to me they feel like their partners are like, oh, yeah, this is all fine, we'll just carry on sticking <laughs> along. And well... You know, I mean, it's true that we become aware of our body and of who we are quite early with purity and having, you know, your periods. And there is something and, and you know, and you start having um, figures like breasts and, you know, and, and all this does touch your innocence, I mm. think, uh, mm. compared to men. Probably there is something that you have to be more aware suddenly, you know, of your pain, yeah. of, of um, you know, that, yeah, that your body is changing. That's it's very eloquent as a woman. And so so there is probably an iniquity there um, super early while men could have it the same way all their life. And I mean, the Peter Pan syndrome is not for nothing. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't have much changes in their life. No, it's not, not forced on them, is it? So they... mm. And how... I wonder, I really wonder how, you know, if they had had periods, if we would have better painkillers. Oh, <laughs> so much. <laughs> So I mean, especially PMS pills, oh. you know what I mean? We would have, like, so cool life. There'd be so much. And if they had, honestly, if they had menopause, HRT, there wouldn't be, you know, there'd be so much research. And, it would be, and there would be parties and, you know, it just <laughs> would be a whole different ball game. But we can change that. It's time to change that. I know, but we need more people into science, like, you know, the, yeah. Women giving money, <laughs> science. But um, also, I mean, it's the same for, you know, the biological clock. It, it's, mm. it, it would be so different in relationships as well, in, in heterosexual relationships or whatever. Um, you know, if, if the, the men would need to, you know, can't make kids after a certain age, that would change yeah. it all. Because at the end of the day, you unconsciously want to reproduce yourself. Or not. Or not, yeah, if you or, can. Or yeah. not. No, even if you can, you know, some, mm. uh, some, yeah, some don't, some won't. But, but you know what I mean? It would have changed a lot of things as well. Yeah, you, there's a, a great comment that I really identified with in the book about how you know you're grown up because people have stopped asking you if you're going to have another child. <laughs> yeah, or in my case, any child. How old were you when that happened? When this stopped? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's maybe... Yeah, when I turned 40, more or less. It was so annoying. Like, it's never enough. Yes. You know, yeah. you, you oh, never you belong want... to the society's dream. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's talk um, a bit about fashion because you're annoyingly cool and a very monochrome look today yeah well it's a travel look several women have um said to me that they feel and i felt this actually that they kind of in a way fell out of their love with their clothes or in fact their clothes fell out of love with them in their 40s (laughs) um and you go from thinking that you haven't got anything to wear today because you always feel like that, don't you? To really feeling like that because you, all your foot fail-saves have started to let you down. You're not feeling like that yet, clearly, because you're looking like pretty amazing. Black shirt <laughs> and like black skinny jeans, brogues. Uh, no, you? I mean, there are, there are styles that I can't get away with anymore. Not because of my age. It's just because my face and my body... It just doesn't look good anymore. You know, not because for morality. For the audience, I'm just going to say she looks stunning. So <laughs> I think she could probably Thank get away you. with it. No, 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 no. Like, for example, preppy looks oh, yeah. that I love, it looks lady on me now. Like, yeah. I, I, I just can't. You know, it just it doesn't work anymore. That kind of hoxton like, like, you know, like Alexa color. Chung. Yes, kind of, yeah. like the colour. and the... Oh, yeah, but she wears those all the time, doesn't she? I know, she? I and she's think... a good friend of mine. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, I'd look like, um, I don't know. But it's a style teacher. I love, and it, it, yeah, it just it doesn't work on me anymore. I don't, it, it never did really because of my androgynous kind of look. But now it doesn't work anymore. So there are a few, there are a few stuff, and there, there, there are some colours that have become hard as well, and, you know, but... Um, uh, so I've put them away, and also what colours? I think I'm um, yellow, some greens, some you know, some yeah. not. I, I'll say maybe some not um, um, vivid colours. Maybe like kind of like don't work too much anymore. Like a, an old pink doesn't work anymore on me. Doesn't work with my complexion that has changed mm. a bit. Yeah, that's the that's the real. I think that's the doubt. Almost worse than the hair going grey, for me, has been the change of skin tone. Mm-hmm. It's odd because you have even to even pastier. <laughs> yeah, and you have to relearn everything, which is odd because because at least one good thing about aging is knowledge, you know, and mm. experience. So you'd think that all the products you've you know you've put together as the perfect makeup kit. 
you know, all those years and that. Now you have to change of colors for your blush and colors for your foundation yeah. and, 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 you know, do blurry lines now. And oh, yeah, no more hard lines. Yeah, like no that. more hard lines, no more graphic, you know, mm. make it all a little gentle. Um, no, and also I don't wear too much stuff that are tight anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, today I have skinny jeans, but that's... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like it too much anymore on me. But you've got quite a, well, like you say, androgynous kind of masculine style, anyway, haven't you? Do you think that that's in a way it's kind of easier to age if that's your style, if you weren't a really girly dresser? Why? Well, I just wonder. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I just wonder whether I suppose thinking of myself. I think if you kind of grow up, I grew up knowing that I wasn't one of the, you know, the pretty girls, one of the girly girls. Um, and so as I got older, I started to dress, you know, wear trousers a lot, like big jackets. Um, and that kind of became my look, you know, my big red hair and that. And I, I just wonder whether, um, whether if you're someone who really plays up your femininity it becomes harder or not I don't, I don't know. know I don't know I think there is nothing more attractive than when I see women you know in, in, in a dinner or wherever I go and you know in the restaurant and I see them and, I, and you feel like they've taken time to do their makeup and to dress really well and to do their hair really well I'm always amazed by that femininity and I'm always and I can see how people react to it. There's something very sexy at the same time about someone that takes care of themselves so well. And, and mm, I think this femininity does age well. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's nice. That's good. So have you got any, if, if you've got any kind of tips or advice for women kind of just kind of entering this stage and just feeling slightly at a loss with their style wise style yeah style wise yeah there is a few tips i like i have to say that on some pieces that i like and that i used to like that don't work nowadays when i go in a shop i found out that if i take it a size or two size up it gives a very graphic kind of aesthetic that has become very interesting as a look to be stylish. It's a nice trick. Um, I also always found very elegant to have one really strong piece, for example, you know, a very nice jacket, but colorful or, or with a pattern or, you know, uh, an, like a pair of trousers or whatever. Choose one strong piece and balance it with a monochrome look. This I love to do, and I always find this very, very chic. Um, there is a, a trick which is to, for example, if you have, you know, a few different colors in a jacket or threads, oh, yeah. to choose one of the thread for the monochrome look. Um, that's always, it always works and it's always nice. What else do I like? I like, I do a lot of accessories now. Uh, to give mm. a little fun because I'm quite classic in my style yeah. so you know it's going to be like a fun bag colorful or just fun and <laughs> um, colorful nails I do a lot of nails 
Um, what else do I do style-wise? I like to put myself into characters, into, um, you know, uh, I like to think of people like Keith Richards, for example, yeah. <laughs> um, to bring a little rock and roll into my outfits and, you know, or I think a lot of Catherine Hepburn also. Um, she's a great inspiration for me in, in the androgynous, elegant look. There's a brilliant anecdote in the book about, about Catherine Hepburn. Can you remember it about how you started oh, yeah. wearing Manish? Can you tell us? <laughs> yeah, how I got my androgynous look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's when I was, um, you know, it was a summer holiday eve of my, you know, um, coming into university and, um, And I was in a club and this guy came up to me and said I had a low butt. <laughs> Just like out of nowhere. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those tricks to flirt on you by putting you down. Yeah. So it becomes, you know, it's like you're lucky to have someone that actually comes and talk to you because you're not, you don't look that good down. <laughs> You know, oh, people sold. put I'll, you down to I'll get, get the power. Yeah. I know exactly. Oh, okay, great. Let's kiss. Uh, so, so that was it. But it was interesting because, you know, I was 17 and I had never looked at myself in the mirror. I understood that that day that I had only looked at myself, you know, to see if I had toothpaste mm. stuck around my mouth after uh, brushing my teeth and, and, you know, we're four kids. And so it wasn't about the aesthetic at home. You know, my mom was raising us and I would get the clothes from my older sister, my older brother. It wasn't about how we looked. And I'm glad, mm, you know, yeah. um, and I'm glad. But um, and it wasn't an era either of the iPhones now and of, mm. you know, over sharing your looks or It wasn't that time. Yeah. It was it was the mid-90s. And um, anyway. And so I came back home and I looked at my behind, which I hadn't... You know, it's behind. Oh, it's hard yeah. to look at. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, he's right. Oh, no. You know? And that summer, oh. starting, I started walking like a crab. Oh, you know, walking. You know, from the towel to the sea. Oh. You know, or no one to no. see my butt anymore. But that's interesting, actually, in aging is how is to realize on how you used to look at yourself yeah. before. And then you look at the pictures and you're like, oh, my God, I was so cute. Yeah. And I was so hard on myself, you know, yeah. or, or when I was a model and and, you know, I was always eating well and maybe a bit too much for the job. But I was still thin. Yeah. But, but, the, but they always made me feel like I wasn't. If the job had its way, you wouldn't really eat at all. But you? you remember how we used to have to be so skinny at the mm. time. And and I looked at the pictures the other day and I was like, oh, my God, I've I've done all my 20s thinking I was too big oh. while I was so skinny. And you were so great. And, and that's a good. Uh, we put uh, something like this in the book saying, um, You know, enjoy the face you have now. That's the one you regret in 10 years. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so just enjoy Body, who you everything. are now, yeah. you know, because you're okay. 
<laughs> and we all do the best we can, and it's okay. So back to Catherine yeah. Hepburn and back that guy the and the club. Who told you your butt was low? <laughs> um, so I, you know, the day before I went to uni, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I have to find a way to hide that butt. So I was looking for large pants, and I didn't have any. So I went into my brother's closet, and I found a pair of, you know, men's pants. So I took them, I took a, a big belt, and I put the, high, the waist really high. And it was inspired from, you know, movies with Catherine Hepburn, who would always put her, you know, high-waisted pants and a white shirt in it, and she would open one button too much. And I thought it was so sexy and so powerful especially for the time even more you know mm. she really had her own sexuality into her hands and and who she was and and so you know I reflected upon that image and and so that's what I did to go to uni you know it, so basically I pushed a bit further the big pants to making it look cool you know you know what yeah. I mean I I, I searched for the kind of like the stylish way of having large pants. Mm. And um, and I arrived at the uni and everyone told me about my style, which was the first time of my life. <laughs> and I understood that I nailed something stylish, you know, thanks to an accident in a way, like a, a, trying to hide a flow. I said it right this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it's interesting and it's also a good lesson to listen to people, you know? Yeah, so he was... No, not this one, not this guy, not this guy. (laughs) What I mean is, listen to... When people told me I looked interesting... Yes, yeah. I understood that it was a style that worked for me. You know, it doesn't work for everybody, but that's what style is, is finding what works with your personality, with who you are, how you want to be perceived... Um, and just who, yeah, just your personality, and 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 it's the same nowadays. Since you know my face is changing, I'm really being careful on what people say because I've noticed that, for example, if I wear white, people always ask me if I come back from a weekend in the countryside. So you know, after a while, you understand. You're like, oh, okay, that's the second time I'm being told. You know, this kind of thing on a white blouse. So, okay, this can be my friend. It does work with my complexion. It does work, you know. So you find those pieces now yeah. that are your friends. Yeah. That, you know, I have that for the leather jacket. It's, it's my amour. When I wear a leather jacket, and I'm okay. Yeah. And I usually do it on weekdays, like yeah. when I feel a bit weak, because it, it, it helps me, gives, it gives me a strength. Yeah. So, yeah, it's find your pieces and, and what works for you and, and, and who you are. And stick with them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've just got a few quick-fire questions that I always ask at the end. So, firstly, what one thing would you want to say to younger women? I'll say be curious, <laughs> because that's the key to anything. Learn, learn, learn. Do, do, do things be active, be alive. And what you do is already a lot. So be proud of yourself because, you know, it's okay. Yeah. What would your superpower be? I think I'm a good mother. Interesting. Mm. I think I like myself the most as a mother. That's where I'm the most proud of myself. I, For some reason, I get 
much more tolerant and tender and sweet as a mother, while I can be more aggressive and in a regular basis. So, yeah. Give us a book recommendation. Hmm. Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir. Really? Yeah. It's a long time since I read that. It's so modern. It's so on point about women and what it is to be a woman. It's incredible. Is it a book you've reread? Yes. Yes, I reread it uh, two years ago. And I was amazed. I was amazed. Makes me want to reread it. Well, good. <laughs> it's a good book. Um, who are the older women role models that you look up to? I have loads, but there is one that's a major one for me, which is Agnès Varda, who is a French director. She was famous in the Nouvelle Vague. She was actually the only woman yeah. director of the Nouvelle Vague period. Um, she's a friend of mine. You know, she died when she was ninety-one last, last year. year yeah. yeah. She is the most incredible example of how to age, how to keep projects forever, how to believe in your projects forever, how to be allowed to dream at whatever age you are, allowed to fall in love with people, with art, with anything. I mean, she became, you know, an artist, like a you know, contemporary artists at the age of 85, she started to do, like, Amazing. exhibitions, you know. And she, age has never been an excuse for anything, and she forbid me to make an excuse. And her sex was never an excuse for anything either. So she's an amazing inspiration. She was the biggest feminist. But nothing would stop her of doing any of her dreams. And she, it wasn't even a question, ever. So this is the most, you know, inspiration. I mean, I've been in a table, you know, at dinner table with her and she would be like, oh, I'm so thirsty. And I would, you know, stand up and ask, you know, and go grab a glass of water. And, and she would stop me and say, hey, if you stand up, what do I have left? You know, so she would, she would be so alive, so active until the last second. I mean, she, she really did it all. And she, she's an incredible she's woman and an incredible example. She sounds amazing. Yeah. Age is never an excuse for anything. That's the best line to live up to. And lastly, how many fucks do you give? <laughs> None and loads. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel really free, really, really free of doing whatever I want. Yet, for some reason, I still care for what people think. I think that's a really good point to end. Hmm. Thank you so Thank much. You much. Thank, Thank you very much. It was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach me on Twitter at Sam Baker and Instagram at the other Sam Baker using the hashtag The Shift. You can hear a new episode of The Shift each week on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please do rate and subscribe because it really does help other people find us. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.